Welcome back to Shit Talk, where we talk about really good shit. My name's Annika. And my name is Rithu. Follow us on our socials. Here to Chit Talk for behind the scenes clips, bloopers, and more. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Let's dive in. Hi. Hi, hello. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah? Yeah. I heard you had a fantastic weekend. Yeah. Yeah? Went away to Victoria with some friends. Nice. Nice. It was so much fun. And I heard you had a very eventful weekend as I had well. a very eventful weekend too. Uh, but I missed you. It was. It's good hanging out with you, obviously. Cute. So today's topic is third culture kids. Yeah. So what, what do you think it well, means to be a third culture kid? Well, I, I think it's really important that we discuss this just because I think that you and I came from such different backgrounds. And I yeah. think this topic is really important to us just because like we're both Vancouverites, but we're not from Vancouver itself. Mm-hmm. And so I think growing up significantly in a different place and us having ties to a different place that's not our own just sort of really piqued our interest in this mm-hmm topic of conversation and so I think that's why we decide to speak about this like you know for me a third culture kid is is a term that refers to someone who has a mixed identity or a mixed sense of cultures and stuff Mm -hmm. influenced by both each of their parents culture and then the third culture being the culture of that place that they live in right so that's probably what the term third culture kid refers to yeah I so when I was doing research about the topic it was so crazy the amount of news results or like google results that I saw for like third culture kids also known as T um, TCK TCK which I was like not even I'd never even heard of an abbreviation like that really yeah it was I mean like for at least from like a very Canadian perspective I I can say with certainty that like I fall under being Canadian, even Mm. though I've had a very different upbringing and I've like moved around a lot and I fall under being a third culture kid. Yeah. Um, In the town that I grew up in, being a third culture kid was actually a very rare situation. Okay. Yeah. Like um, half of our town was white and then the other Mm. half was Indian. Also, because I'm not from the same part of India as a lot of people, a lot of Indian immigrants to Canada, it's like a completely different dynamic. Yeah. Right. So in terms of being third culture or like associating third culture kid or that Mm -hmm. word, when I looked it up, it was saying people raised in a culture other than their parents. Yeah. That's literally it. That's it. And that's it. And I... Oftentimes I get into arguments with my with my mom because of that, mm-hmm. because I think that because she raised me in India and then she mm-hmm. raised me in the UK and yeah. then now here that she just expects she just expects me to act one kind of way. Yeah. Despite my social understanding of what I should act like I that's guess so that's so funny that you should say that because I was actually going to dive into like the pros and cons of like being a TCK yeah and one of the cons that I was going to mention was just like like not really following your parents culture per yeah. se so like like you know my mom's Singaporean my dad's Swedish and so I grew up you know in an international atmosphere I grew up in Singapore and 
in Japan and Malaysia, but I went to international schools. And so yeah. I surrounded myself with my, I had British friends. I had friends from Singapore. I had friends from India. I had yeah. friends from like Australia and like all over the world. And mm-hmm. so I think in that sense, I mentally became more westernized. And so that sort of created conflict with me and my mom as well, yeah. similarly to you, just yeah. because my mom would, you know, we would get into fits and we would get into like arguments and stuff. And yeah. I would, I wouldn't, I mean, yes, I guess I would talk back to my mom because yeah. I just wanted to raise my own opinion. Yeah. But she'd be like, she'd be, you know, she'd take that to offense. Or and like, like you're being disrespectful. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So she'd, you know, take huge offense to that and be like, yeah. you know, your cousins wouldn't behave that way. Oh, or like, yeah. she'd be like, oh, this, you know, an Asian girl wouldn't really behave that way. And I'm just like, I can't really help that just because I was brought up in a Western society and like I have Western values, not saying that they override my Asian values, Mm -hmm. but just I do tend to voice my opinion. And I guess that's not what a lot of Asian cultures tend to do or like young Asian girls would tend to do because that's not respectful for their parents. So I think my mom was just very upset uh, you know that uh, I yeah yeah you know because, what I mean because I mean that it's part of the Asian culture I guess that like you know they your parents especially also because we're both only children right I think that that's a huge part of it because you know they put all of their hope their expectations their their dreams their wishes into this one child exactly and then when they don't necessarily meet those things or they're different in a in a not necessarily meeting the expectations way but they're they're striking out and becoming their own person that I think that I think that sometimes it can be I don't want to say stressful, but like it can be a little bit of an unexpected situation that they've never had to interact with. So not only is it that, you know, we we're dealing with it and we're we're trying to maneuver two different cultures, Mm -hmm. but our parents who are very in a specific culture have to get used to the fact that their child is going to be. In different. This, a different, you know, culturally yeah. and socially. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think it was also very difficult for my mom just because she did grow up in Singapore and she's mm-hmm. only ever lived in Singapore for her entire life. But I was just gonna say that, you know, my dad also, well, he's from Sweden, but he's also lived in Ethiopia and England before mm-hmm. he moved to Singapore for his career. So you know, that way he he is very understanding of like different cultures and stuff. Whereas my mom grew up in Singapore and she's only ever known, you know, Asian cultures her entire life. Mm -hmm. And so having her own daughter, her only like daughter coming up, growing up with Western idealism and And mentality mentality is just very can be very difficult for her sometimes yeah, because you clash right exactly it's, it's a culture clash but like with your own child which is even more frustrating for exactly. our parents yeah <laughs> um what are some other pros and cons that you wrote i'm interested so, to know yeah so i think these are some like personal pros and cons that i sort of like yeah thought of. i'll let you know what i think about them yeah absolutely yeah. so i think for pros you know tck's or third culture kids are more adaptable and more malleable and open to change just mm-hmm. because they've moved around so often and like you know, they can be more open-minded and be more of a risk taker, especially for foods and stuff. Like, yeah. they're more open to try different types of food. Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up with, like, Indian food and, like, mm-hmm. Malaysian food and, you know, Chinese food and all that stuff. And so I think also, you know, having that ability to be open to change and to be adaptable just because, like, you probably haven't lived in one single apartment or one single home your entire life, Oh, right? my God. No. Yeah. No. Um, I, I moved... 
I moved so much before I came to Canada that I actually told my mom when we first came here that if we moved again, Mm -hmm. and I came here when I was 10, mind you. So when we came here, I told my mom, if we're going to move again, I'm never talking to you (laughs) (laughs) ever again because I was so upset because I spent so much time you know, constantly making friends and trying to like, you know, establish myself socially, like everywhere that I went. But, you know, the moment that I finally settled in and like really did start making and keeping those friends, Mm -hmm. I had to move away. So like, I totally get that. I totally. Yeah. And that must be so hard for, for a young person like yourself to constantly be moving just because you know, friends are so, so important when you're trying to grow up, right? Because you surround yourself with friends every single day Mm -hmm. at school and stuff. So you see them for eight hours a day. So trying to make new friends while you go to a different like town or a different city, it's just like, it's it's so hard yeah and it's and it's funny um because you were you were talking about like being more agreeable and being more adaptable earlier yeah um I actually was when I was doing looking into third culture kids and stuff they said one of the statistics said that um t tck's tend to be more mature than non-tck's interesting um which I find not surprising at all and the reason that I say that is because, I mean, maybe it was also coupled with the factor that I was uh, an only child, same with you, mm-hmm. but my parents oftentimes almost always treated me like an equal, mm-hmm. like obviously like they parented me yeah. because I'm their child, I'm their yeah. only child, but you know, whenever whenever I moved or whenever I did something with with my parents in terms of moving, like it was an equal thing and like I was raised a little bit differently with different expectations Mm -hmm. so like you know I tend to be more mature like going into when I finally came to Canada and when I started going to you know elementary school and middle school I acted so different yeah than all the other kids because I was raised to be more mature right right and I don't Mm -hmm. know if you felt the same way would you say I don't I don't know I think I don't know I I definitely agree with you but I think for my mom, it was just a little bit different just because I was her young girl. And then, you know, she had looked after me for so long. And I think in her in her mind and in her eyes, I would always be that small young yeah. girl. So she I actually have the same problem. <laughs> yeah. So she she does, you know, she does treat me like her young little 18 year old, yeah. 18 year old, um, just because I didn't move away. I, you know, started living by myself in Vancouver when I was 18, when I moved out for university. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes she does, you know, she's just sort of treats me as if I'm still that 18 year old that hasn't moved away just yet because she's trying to like grasp or like hold on to that, that young girl. But unfortunately, yeah. I'm not that same person yeah. as I was before, you know. Yeah. So it's just it's a little bit tricky. Yeah. But I think my dad, you know, he, yeah. he treats me like a mature young lady so I think in that sense that's that's completely understandable yeah I I think I think that uh you know now looking at both sides like I think that we kind of walk a fine line between the two because it's like oh you know you need to be grown up and you need to be mature and you need to have all these like values that Mm -hmm. we hold like culturally yeah and then no, but you're still our little girl. Exactly. Like, you're still our little yeah. baby, you yeah. know, whatever. But I think that's also a cultural thing, like, especially yeah. from an Asian side, because parents would always need to, like, take care of their children. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I don't know. I, I think it's a nice sort of feeling, but it's just yeah. also like, mom, like, you know, yeah. I'm an adult now. I can do things by myself. <laughs> like, it's, don't worry about me and the curfew. Like, yeah. it's, it's all good. <laughs> now, I, I also have a thing here for pros as well. Yeah. So because we're so easily adaptable and malleable, mm-hmm. 
I also said that pro could also be no attachment to a singular place. Well, I guess that could also be a con, but not getting homesick. What do you feel about that? Like, how do you, what do you think about that? Hmm. Okay. So as someone that moved around so much before yeah. they finally came to Canada, I I can genuinely say that if I were to move now, mm-hmm. that I would definitely feel like a little homesick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been a very long time since I've been here, right? Yeah. So I'm 23 now. Yeah. And I came here when I was 10. Mm-hmm. So it's been Crazy. a really, really long time since I've been here. I mean, obviously, we've had this conversation before where I've been like, oh, I want to move to San Francisco or New York York, or, you know, or London or whatever. And there's a part of me that wants to do that. But I think that I think that with time, once you settle into a place, if you haven't moved, Mm -hmm. that you you start to really sow your like oats and like roots into everything. And you you actually might get homesick. I mean, if you had asked me like. If you had asked me maybe a couple of years into living here, I would have been like, wow, I can move back to London. I can move to Australia. I can move yeah. wherever. Like I, I might have I might have mm-hmm. agreed with you. Yeah. But I think that, that that stance has changed. I guess like you you don't feel that way or personally, I don't really feel homesick. I mean, there's definitely times when because I live by myself, so I do get like a little bit lonely sometimes and I'm like, oh man, like I really wish my parents were here to like, yeah. cook me food. Like I really miss my mom's or cooking. take care of me. Yeah. Exactly. Like when I get super sick at home, I'm like, oh my God, like I wish my mom was here to take care of Aww. me, like tuck me into bed and stuff. Um, but I think because, and this is, this is like so outlandish, but back in Singapore, every second year, my parents would move to a different apartment what every they loved Stop. it they loved it wait i don't know why wait, no no this is mental wait, so every second year we would move to a different apartment every second year yeah so we'd live in the same apartment for two to three years max and then we'd move to a different do they still do that no thank god, oh my no, god. No, 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 no. so we don't they finally found a place to call their own okay but i moved out so it was like whatever wait but so I think, what made them choose that place over the other places that they oh because i think in? they bought it and like, oh i see okay. yeah so it's like actually theirs now yeah. but until then like when i when i moved to singapore actually even in malaysia we like moved houses but then in singapore every two to three years we would like live in boxes and then just move to a different apartment that would be a closer to my dad's office or be closer to my like kindergarten or preschool or high school which is insane so growing up without and I've been pretty envious of my other friends who are from here from Vancouver because they have their own home that they've lived in since they were like a child since yeah. they were like an infant yeah i which, i can't imagine that yeah. at all any like i can't even imagine that yeah. like having lived in the same house for my entire life i've moved a yeah. lot like even within being in canada yeah. i can't imagine that like yeah but like i'm i'm kind of invasive of that because like they yeah. have memories tied to that home that they've lived in since they were super young mm-hmm. but just like i feel like i don't get homesick just because i've never really truly had one singular home you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah like no, i've never I really had a tie to a material home or tangible household not household but like home you know I think that definitely goes back to like being really adaptable I think that's a wonderful skill to have like to not not be attached but at the same time it can also make you a little detached oh 100% (laughs) 
you're like pointing fingers or you're like looking at me like very detached I'm like that's me but um, I mean it, it's a it's, it's a great true. it's, it's a very important skill to yeah. have because like let's say one day an earthquake finally happens in Vancouver <laughs> finally <laughs> it's it's long overdue but it's the, gonna happen the, the moment that an earthquake happens and everything falls apart and Richmond you, is underwater Richmond's underwater. <laughs> goodbye Richmond <laughs> you you would be able to manage that emotionally a lot mm-hmm. better than say those people that have lived in their house for their entire life like everything to have been taken away from them in like a horrendous earthquake like yeah. there it's it's something they could never have dreamt about yeah but like since you're so used to moving you're like okay like i can deal with this obviously mm-hmm. it's traumatizing but i can deal with this and yeah. i can move forward yeah and yeah i think it's a wonderful skill to have yeah. but do you do you think that now that you're older that you want to find a singular home? Like, do you think like I I mean I don't really know and I don't know this about you. I like moved into this current apartment which we're you know recording this podcast yeah. right now and I was just on I was on FaceTime with my family just last week and they're like, "Oh, like do you think you're still going to stick around in this apartment?" I'm like, "No, I'm probably going to move next year or like cuz the rent there was like some sort of rent increase or yeah. some other issues like the the garbage truck outside super loud and I'm like, "Nope, I think I'm going to move within the next year yeah. to a different place." So, I don't know. I think it's just still really difficult for me to call you know a place my own or to really have not a real home because I do have a real home and that's like my family in Singapore or my family in Switzerland but it's just I feel like I could just move any to any apartment but not really but not really call it Well, I mean, I think I think you've you and I have had this conversation before about like moving and all that stuff and how you know my place in Abbey. My parents still have a bedroom there for me. Um, yeah. And I go home almost every weekend and I call it my home because yeah. I go and see my family. I see my dog. I, you know, I feel most comfortable there. And every time that I've moved in the city, I've never had an opportunity to really, really make it my home. Right. Like, because I'm always, I'm always, <laughs> I don't know if this sounds bad, but I'm always like waiting for something to go wrong. Like, oh, maybe having to pick up and move again. Mm-hmm. And like... I don't necessarily feel comfortable enough to really settle in and make something my home only to have to pick everything back up again and yeah, possibly move. That's so stressful. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I completely get that. So, yeah, another pro is um, being able to celebrate both cultures and religions. Because I know that you're, you're, you know, you come from an upbringing with two different religions. Yeah. Even though you're originally from India. Yeah. So it's a completely different environment being around both different families, right? right? Because, you know, one was strongly one faith believing and then the other was strongly another faith believing. Yeah. But both of my parents, they're, they're very, very spiritual. They're very religious and they're never one to really like push they were never really one to push anything on mm-hmm. me. You know, they they wanted me to find solace and contentment and yeah. like spirituality. Um, obviously, there was no specific push to follow any particular religion, but, you know, really explore and really 
appreciate because there's value in everything and I think that was the that was the key takeaway Mm -hmm. for me was that there's beauty in everything and it's just a matter of you know taking what you what you can from it and really taking that into factoring it into your life yeah my my mom and dad they would always be like we don't care what you believe in as long as you you're a good person and you do good for the world and you try to leave the world a better place you know that that was that was the kind of mindset that my parents had and I I pretty much take that take that with me going forward because for me it's not a it's not a matter of I think spirituality is like a lifelong thing I don't Mm -hmm. think it's something that I'll figure out like today or tomorrow yeah Um, having that that open-mindedness from my parents really really helped me and I think like what what would you say yeah I mean well do you celebrate both because I know there are different holidays respectfully for you know that's also a little bit tough to to answer because in Canada it's just me my mom and my dad Mm -hmm. and um you know, we we celebrate things whenever we can. Right. It's not really like, oh, we'll go out of our way to celebrate Eid or mm-hmm. um, Diwali or, yeah. um, you know, what like Onam or whatever it is. But yeah. um, I think that if we were with our family, it would be a completely different situation. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I guess we I we do celebrate different things. And That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it, it just... It's a matter of convenience more than anything. I was going to say, I think it's definitely convenience as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I did go to Sunday school, and we attended church sometimes. Yeah. Not, like, a lot. Was this this because your dad wanted to go, or...? I'm not too sure. I mean, I was baptized when I was younger. Um, Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I was baptized, and, yeah, I think I... Like, I keep telling people this story, but essentially, I went to Sunday school just because they had really, really good cookies and great orange juice. <laughs> great orange juice. OJ was so good. I had to go back for more. But we we stopped after a while. I think we went for like maybe three to four years. Okay. Um, and then we sort of stopped. Not too sure why. Um, but we just don't really practice the religion at home or anything. Like we yeah. don't pray. And then on the other hand, my mom is Buddhist. Yeah. But we also didn't really practice that either. Okay. Um, I don't know too much about like Buddhism, Buddhism as a religion I know like the ideas behind yeah. Buddhism but I don't know too much about well we don't it. have a god okay um but it's more of like enlightenment and yeah. there's like a Buddha oh, I'm probably butchering this <laughs> but there is a Buddha yes um but it's it's more about a way of life yeah. than following similar a singular to, yeah. god similar similar to Hinduism oh yeah, yeah. yeah Hinduism yeah. my dad often says he's Hinduism is a way of life mm-hmm. god is in everything and everyone mm-hmm. um so like I I yeah it's yeah it has an underlying base foundation yeah yeah similar yeah. foundation like, like I completely agree with you I think it's with convenience because I do go to temples with my mom sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially if we're paying respect to our elders that have passed on. So I do that, you know, for the respect and for the culture and Mm -hmm. and for my family on that side of the, you know, on my Mm -hmm. Asian side. But on my Western side, you know, I celebrate Christmas. I celebrate, I don't really celebrate Easter even, Mm. um, but it's only when it's convenient, you know. So I celebrate like the main holidays. Yeah, I don't know. I think growing up in Singapore, because there's so many different cultures, like, we had holidays for Hari Raya. We had holidays for like Deepavali and yeah. these other cultures and other religions. Yeah. So I think in that sense, I have a better understanding or like better 
respect for other cultures and mm-hmm. other religions. Uh, Canada likes to boast the idea of multiculturalism. Mm-hmm. Um, that was part of the reason my parents moved out here in the first oh. place. You know, there there are different religions and cultures that are constantly like mixing i'd say we're more of a melting pot than multiculturalism um because you know people take bits and pieces of other people's cultures and religions and try and incorporate it within the general like culture of of you know the country actually you know earlier you mentioned that we were vancouverites someone the other day was like what even is a vancouverite i think of like someone that goes hiking (laughs) and someone (laughs) And someone that has brunch with their friends. Someone who works at Cactus Club. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love all my girls who work at Cactus. Um, but you you know what I mean? Like there's no, there's, there's so many different types of people. There oh, are subcultures, right? Yeah. Within this giant culture, yeah. whatever it is. I bet you've had this so many times, especially because you're half. Um, oh boy. Is... Where are you really from? That was my con. That was one of my cons. So one of my cons is having asked dumb questions. <laughs> having asked dumb questions. Um, and one of my examples I wrote down is, is Singapore and China? <laughs> Wait, who asked you that question? I was asked that question so many times. I'm crying right oh now, sorry. I'm, I was asked that question so many times in, in first year. Oh my God, wild. Yeah. yeah. Uncultured freaking Canadians. Yeah. Um, no, I think it was someone from America. Because oh. like, you know, we were saying how, you know, first international kids moved in for mm. Jumpstart and then the Canadians and Americans mm-hmm. came a week later. Mm-hmm. And everyone's sort of like meshing and mingling and making new friends and stuff. And so there was this girl who came up to me and she's like, oh, like, where are you from? Like, you know, small talk, small talk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm from Singapore. And she's like, oh, like, what's that like? And this is pre, pre, pre crazy rich Asians where everyone yeah. has a very different idea of Singapore, right? Yeah. So um, they were just sort of asking like, oh, like, what's that like? Um, is it near China? And I'm like, nope, it's definitely not near mm-hmm. China. Do you have electricity there? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. So I, I played along with it, right? And so Wait, you played being, along? Playing being me, I said like no, like my place is the only house with like electricity. We only had like we just had a TV and oh then I God. had to Stop. I had to take a boat to school. <laughs> Stop it. I had to take a boat to school oh and it was God. just it was so hard and she's like, Oh my god, that must have been so difficult for you and I was oh, like, Yeah, it, it was my god. Um, that is so funny. I think I might actually start crying because it's yeah. so funny. But it's just it's just that sort of ignorance. Igno- ignorance. Yeah, that's essentially it. Yeah, and not being aware of you know different cultures and different yeah. countries and yeah. stuff. I think that's so funny. Like I took absolutely no offense to no, it. I of just course thought not. it was just super I mean, funny, and I told her afterwards. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. Like I swear <laughs> to God, we we weren't like barbaric or anything. Yeah. Like we, I come from a city. Like. Yeah. Don't worry. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just fucking around with you. Yeah. Right now. So, I mean, like going going off that same thing, like I've had that happen to me plenty of times, even within my own culture. So for obviously, you know, like I'm South mm-hmm. Indian. So I'm from Kerala, which is in the south, like the southern tip of India. I'm not from there. I lived there for a very long time. So don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> don't at me. When I first came to Canada... I was constantly mistaken for Punjabi people. Okay. So for for those for context, Punjab is like in the north of India mm-hmm. and and Kerala is like at the very south. We don't speak the same language. We yeah. don't wear the same clothes. We don't 
eat the same cuisine, like culturally so different, Mm -hmm. so different. You know, I came to school and I remember, I remember having like kids like try to talk to me in, in Punjabi. So, so this was the thing is that you're not in, in our school, we had a rule because Mm -hmm. this would happen quite often that we weren't allowed to speak to each other in different languages. We had to only speak in English. Okay. Because, because there was a huge Indian population in my town, Mm -hmm. there were oftentimes like Indian kids that would hang out with Indian kids and then only talk in Punjabi, even Mm -hmm. in class, like to each other. So, you know, I wasn't the most fun or attractive child uh, in middle school. Girl, we all went through it in middle school. Oh, we did. We 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 all went through it. Actually, I, yeah, I can So, so like, obviously, you know, people, people used to talk trash because hate is going to hate, but, Mm, but, um, they were talking in Punjabi and, um, Punjabi is, there are some similar words in Hindi. And I understood at that point in time, I understood Hindi like kind of a little bit. And so I caught something that they said and I said, hey, that's not cool. Or, hey, like, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Cut it out. Right. And they're like, oh, we thought you wouldn't understand. And I'm like, so what? Like, I don't understand how I'm being how I'm being marginalized by my own people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because like I'm called like culturally within we're from the same country but there's still cultural differences within the country i've had people be like where are you from and then i would say now i say canada or like Mm -hmm. i say abbotsford and they're like no where are you really from oh and and i'm just like i'm from india yeah and they're like oh are you from punjab and i'm like no i'm not from punjab because just because everyone here is from punjab doesn't mean all of india is punjab that Mm -hmm. is so not true there are over 40 languages culturally like i could go from one state to another state and not be able to speak my language or understand anyone there so crazy which is wild so how many different dialects or languages are there in india so so dialects have no idea languages there's like over 40 that's insane yeah dialects is like way more way more you know i happen to know malayalam which is like the mother tongue Mm -hmm. from kerala and then uh, tamil which is in spoken in the state next to kerala Mm -hmm. and then i think that's one of the like languages in that's Singapore. common yeah because um so you used to say like oh p- there are lots of do- like dosa shops oh, in, so many doses. yeah so like <laughs> that's probably tamilian people or yeah. like people from sri lanka that speak tamil and yeah. even then the tamil spoken in sri lanka is different than the tamil spoken in the state next to me what yes that's crazy wild wow right? that's so insane. so the dialect is slightly different yeah and there's there's that constant where are you from Mm. right you just keep thinking about it and you're like well i have no clue where i'm from no idea like i you know half of me could like if i was so attached to england and i really developed like part of my identity there Mm -hmm. i could be like oh i'm from england but like oh but you don't have an accent or like you know there's some something some hitch yeah right so now obviously i say i'm from vancouver Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, what makes you a Vancouverite? <laughs> then we're back. Back to the same. <laughs> back to the it's same a vicious question. cycle. It's a vicious yeah. cycle. No, I completely, I completely understand because I get that a lot too. Like, oh, where are you from? Or like, where are you really yeah, from? Yeah, it must especially suck because you're you're half Swedish and half Singaporean. I I get like 
Hawaiian, Polynesian, yeah. Korean, Mexican sometimes, which is really bizarre, yeah. but it's just, I don't know. And then I think with this whole sort of cultural identity displacement, I think or like a sad thing about being displaced in you know a different culture or like you know having a different identity than your own culture mm-hmm. or grew up in is mm-hmm. that people never truly feel at home in Singapore just because I don't have a Singaporean accent I don't look Singaporean and so every time I go back home to Singapore the taxi drivers and and the people at the hawker sensors they'll come up to me and because I don't look like them and because I don't have an accent until I put my accent on um girl I do the same (laughs) and you know this she's a foreigner she's a foreigner and like they would sort of treat me a little bit differently but once I start speaking in my Singaporean accent they they become more relaxed and they become more understanding and more forgiving yeah does that oh does that oh my god totally what totally like okay can we talk about the fact that every time I'm on the phone with my parents I have an Indian accent it's so wonderful (laughs) I love it I love it yeah every time clearly my parents understand me when I talk like this yeah but something in my mind is like bitch talk in your Indian accent (laughs) and I feel more feel more connected to that yes totally totally and you know what um it's funny that you should say that about like India, for example, Mm -hmm. right? Like, because I speak English, and I prefer to speak English, because it's just the language that I speak the most eloquently and the most, like, well. Mm -hmm. So, like, obviously, when I'm in India, this last time that I went with my family, um, you know, I would speak to my parents in English. But I find that sometimes people will try to take advantage of that. So, like... uh, I'm assuming in Singapore, like India, there's like a bartering system mm-hmm. for when you like go shopping um, at places, markets and yeah. stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. So like there are certain places where they will like upcharge you because you look like you're foreign or you speak like you're foreign, even if you look Indian. Traveling with my parents is so interesting because we love to travel around Southeast Asia. Yeah. And so my dad would get different responses or different attitudes just because he's white and mm-hmm. just because they're trying to sell something mm-hmm. but then once my mom walks into the picture they're like okay she's a we local. can't get away we can't with go this. Yeah. we can't get away with this because she's a local and yeah. she like gets us and yeah. so yeah no i totally i totally yeah. get that yeah yeah i understand that like disconnect with like yeah because i couldn't my mom's always been like oh maybe we should move back to india and i'm like absolutely yeah. not no because for one I speak Malayalam, Mm -hmm. but I don't speak it eloquently enough for me to get like a a fantastic fancy job or Mm -hmm. something. But I mean, also, to be fair, you know, the two national languages of of India are English and Hindi. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, the majority of jobs, like if you get it, you have to be able to speak English. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be able to read, write and speak English like fluently. Yeah. However, also the way of life would be very different if you moved back. If I moved back, yeah, it's you know it's completely different. Even Mm -hmm. even this last trip that I went, there was like a there's cultural clash, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, (laughs) this is an example of a story. My grandma, she's you know very very traditional. She's you know very devout. She's a Muslim. I wanted to go to the beach and obviously Mm -hmm. like, you know, with, with Muslim culture, you know, the, the kind of identity that is now the, the kind of 
common identity is that Mm -hmm. you know women are covered up they're very modest like all of that stuff Mm -hmm. so I wore I wore like a suit like Mm -hmm. a it was just like a yellow suit um, and I wore it to go see my my extended family throughout the day because I didn't have very many Indian clothes Mm -hmm. I had like I had clothes that covered my body but I didn't have like very many Indian clothes because there's not a huge community here that I'm connected with Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like an Indian identity of any sort because the primary group of Indian people here are Punjabi. Yeah. So, you know, I wore the suit and I mean, like it was a nice color, wasn't necessarily super flattering, but I wore it anyways because they wanted me to wear something a little bit more traditional to go visit my older like family members, right? So after we finally came back the full day of like visiting everyone and then um, we came back, I wanted to go to the beach. Going to the beach is like my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And and so I was so excited to go. I was so, so excited to go to the beach with my cousins and just like sit out there and just have a great time. Initially, I was wearing the suit um, and she said, I think you should change into something else. And then I came back down. I was fully covered up completely modest and then she said oh you have to change again that doesn't look good on you or that doesn't suit you Mm -hmm. you should wear something more covered up and I was like what's more covered up than this my entire body is covered Mm -hmm. and so I was getting really frustrated I was exhausted I was tired I went back upstairs to change like I was just defeated and I didn't want to get in an argument and then my dad he got really upset and he was just like She'll wear whatever she wants. Like, you know, oh, wow. you know, it's yeah. it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. she's covered up both times, like nothing. We're just going to the beach. It's just us. Yeah. You know? And so the fact of the matter is is that like there's no winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no winning there. And like culturally, I don't think that I could necessarily move back and be able to be having all the freedom that I have now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I live basically on my own-ish. I am driving myself everywhere. Like, I wear what I want to wear. Um, I wear makeup. I do my hair. Like, I dye my hair sometimes. You know, different things like that. So it, it just, it was culturally so different for me. And I don't think that I could ever, ever go back there fully knowing that, you know, that's what's waiting for me. And I guess it would be hard for you to just go back in sync with the lifestyle and the culture back from where you're originally from in, yeah. in India. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, obviously things are progressing mm-hmm. and culture is changing and culture isn't stagnant. It's yeah. constantly changing. But, like, I I am very happy and content with where I'm at right now. Yeah. So culturally, I identify with the people around me here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, like, for that, like, I, because my dad's Swedish, like, I, my Swedish is so bad, and, like, I would never be able to go back and, like, say, for instance, live in Malmö, where I'm originally from, and sort of mold myself into the culture there, just because I grew up in Asia my entire life, so it would just be hard for me to, you know, move to Sweden or, like, Mm -hmm. move to a different European country, well, maybe not, but, like. Did I you think, did you at any point speak uh, speak Swedish fluently? 
No, no, not at all. And that's like, I think that's another challenging thing for me. It's just because I was thrown three different languages Mm -hmm. growing up. And so I think I stuck with Chinese more just because I had a Chinese tutor who would come over to my place and teach me Chinese. And I did go to Swedish school for a short while, but I never really caught on to it. And it wasn't practice at my house as often as Chinese was Mm. with my mom. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I think that's why if I were to ever live in Sweden, it would just be hard for me to mold into that identity culture and into that identity precisely. Um, But that being said, I still practice um, Swedish celebrations and Swedish um, holidays. like what? With my with my dad, like um, you know, he sent me a text recently, being like um, good midsummer, which means like happy solstice. Oh, nice. And then um, you know, we have Swedish Christmas carols for like Santa Lucia, and um, there's just like other like a lot of Christmas related holidays and celebrations around Christmas time that Swedes celebrate, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I sort of hold on to, even though I don't really speak the language, mm-hmm. but. I try. Actually, I was, I've been thinking recently just because I do have some free time after work. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of taking up a language again. Probably not Chinese. Sorry, mom. Um, (laughs) But I was, I was actually looking into learning Swedish again. Just so, I don't know. Just so I could like pick it up. I think that would be interesting. uh, It seems easy enough. Yeah. I tried Chinese. It was really tough. Yeah. um, I hear Chinese is extremely difficult. I can read a bit of it. And I think conversationally, I'm a lot stronger in Mandarin than I am with, um, with Swedish but mm. yeah I think actually I didn't write this down as a con but I think what what was really sad is that I never I was never really close to my grandmother on my mother's side just because she spoke a different dialect from Mandarin okay so my mom's teach you okay and so that's a completely different dialect from Mandarin and there are only so few words that sort of similar. overlap yeah. exactly and in that sort of way, I think that's when I've sort of realized that I do need to take up another language just to feel closer to my family, mm-hmm. just because I've never, I've never been able to speak Teach You before, and so I've never really communicated to my Grandma? my grand my grandparents. Yeah, yeah when, especially with my grandfather when he was alive as well. Yeah. It's just really sad because you know we would have family dinners and stuff, and I can only say so many words to her, mm-hmm. but the rest has to be in Mandarin, which is very. I feel very limited, and I I just wish I could say more to mm-hmm. them in, in that sort in, of language. In their language that they would understand so you could feel close to them culturally. Yeah, even. yeah, yeah. exactly. The last con I have is just, well, especially for me, um, I had a lot of friends in international schools and because their parents came to Singapore or Malaysia because of their profession or because of their careers, just because they were an expatriate, mm-hmm they all moved back to their own countries after university. So very few of my friends would go back to Singapore. So it would just be hard to go back to Singapore and see any friends because yeah, they've because all moved they back all to moved. the UK yeah. or back to the States and back to their own home countries. Yeah. And I don't know, I think that's that's another con of mine because I wish I could see my friends from mm-hmm. high school again, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just, it's a little bit tough just yeah. because everyone tends to go back to their own home country afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, I can't really understand too much of that because there, was, there wasn't a huge, like, as far as I remember, there was no international school near me. Um, yeah, so it was, like, an international school was, like, not even really a thing. I mean, the closest thing that I can imagine to that would be boarding school, which my mm-hmm. parents would threaten me with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, 
yeah I can definitely understand that like I definitely made a lot of friends as I moved along mm-hmm. and then you know they would stay there and I would move away so yeah. I was that person moving away from my yeah. friends right so I guess like now my question is is like how do you balance it now like how do you balance it? like obviously we've talked about the pros and cons of like being a third culture kid and all of that and you know our kind of experience culturally behind everything but like like with our relationships with our friends and our yeah. family like how how do you balance that cuz sometimes i find it hard to like balance i oftentimes find myself like uh questioning maybe maybe it's because because i don't have two two identities to balance mm-hmm. and like r- cultural identities to balance because religion wasn't like a huge factor but mm-hmm. like the indian identity sometimes i feel like I question myself anything to myself yeah how indian am i really yeah right and you know part of me part of me feels i guess i guess concerned because like mm-hmm. you know i i think oh like am i am i letting my parents down or like yeah. am i being disappointing by not being indian enough mm-hmm. right yeah. but like sometimes you know i've had i've had so many people be like oh you're so whitewashed or like you're so this you're so that like I got that, you know yeah. and i'm just like i'm not whitewashed like sure <laughs> sure i am like to some extent but i feel like that has more to do with with ass- with assimilating yeah. more than anything yeah. right because even my parents like they they draw the line at some things cuz i've ha- i've heard them say like oh like i get really annoyed when when Indian people come here and then just start being exactly how they were mm-hmm. like in India here like that that disregards the whole point of moving to like a completely different yeah. country with a new cultural identity mm-hmm. you know you take you take things here and there and you yeah. incorporate that into your life right yeah and so you know parts of me are super Indian like for example I call my parents like every day and I talk to them for about like five minutes just to check in see how yeah. they're doing I go see them like almost every weekend unless otherwise uh, unless otherwise <laughs> stated I and you celebrate their yeah. their holidays and, yeah you know well, yeah and like you know I speak I speak in our language on mm-hmm. the phone we speak this weird half English half my language chat where we just like go like in and out yeah, yeah we go yeah. in and out of that and so like you know I guess I guess being a third culture kid is like knowing your identities mm-hmm. but like being proud of them and holding on to each of those identities like 100%. to yourself yeah right despite what other people might say yeah and i i do try my best to like celebrate my yeah. my family's culture and you know everything around that because i do celebrate chinese new year with my family mm-hmm. and you know i receive I bet that's fun. And, oh, so, much fun. <laughs> so much food and like yeah. Yeah, and then I do I do celebrate Christmas like a Swedish Christmas with yeah. my family back in Switzerland yeah. and my Swedish side of my family. So I think it's just really holding on to your roots and really holding and understanding the value of having that knowledge and having that appreciation for mm-hmm. that culture, you know. Yeah. 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 Appreciation. And I think even though I I moved away. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. respect. And I think even though I've moved away from Vancouver, I still try to hold on to those 
those values as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I talk to my mom in, in Chinese as well. Or yeah. like she'll say something to me or, you know, in when Chinese, yeah. in Chinese, like, like, oh, you should have said that. Or like, yeah. I don't know. She would say something to me in Chinese. Yeah. That'd be really funny that my dad can't understand over yeah. FaceTime yeah. and only we can understand. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think it's just small things like that. Yeah. This is a great chat. This is an awesome chat. Yeah, I really, I learned a lot about you. I learned a lot about you. Yeah, Yeah. weird. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Listen to us just have a fun chat this nice sunny afternoon in (laughs) Vancouver. We'd love your support, so please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think and let us know what topics you'd like us to cover on our show. Follow us on Here to Chit Talk on Instagram. And that's the real shit. Till next time. Bye. Bye.